Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics Podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And today we are so honored and pleased to have on Dr. Gladys McGarry. She recently wrote a book called The Well-Lived Life, and she certainly knows about The Well-Lived Life because she is 102 years old and soon to be 103 years old. Just a magnificent conversation, uh, the wisdom that's involved, the just fascinating story of the life that she has led. She is a doctor, and she spent much of her childhood in India. She had parents that were both physicians that really led her, which you'll hear in this interview, but really encouraged her, made her feel as if she was a doctor. She took part in helping them in everything that they did uh, while they were uh, practicing their work in India. And just fascinating stories about her travels, how she became a physician, being a female physician, back at the time that she became a physician was really difficult. So I just found it completely fascinating. I was just in awe of her, honestly. I mean, she looked amazing, better yes. than I look on my best day. <laughs> you know, I mean, just hair done, makeup done. Oh, yeah. If you're Beautiful. listening to this podcast, you can always go over to our um, YouTube channel to check it out. But just cognitively so quick with her answers. Um, you know, she was known as the mother of holistic medicine, and she formed the American Holistic Medical Association in 1978. So she really was doing integrative medicine before it was a thing, you know, functional right. medicine. And mm -hmm. so the book, she talks about, she says she's 102 year old doctors, six secrets to health and happiness at any age. And she talks a lot about energy. So like the first thing is that you're here for a reason. And then the second thing is that all life needs to move and love is the most powerful medicine. You're never truly alone. Everything is your teacher and spend your energy wildly, which is a mouthful. Oh, but, I you know, love it. Yeah, I know that, it really does come down to energy. She talks so much about what you bring into your body as positive energy and what you need to release because it's teaching you something, but you don't need to hold on to it. Right. You will really get so much out of it because I know, especially the past few years, what we have all lived through and are, feel like we're coming out of this, thank goodness. Um, you know, people really can really do something, take a toll on your mental health. And she really talks about in her book about working with patients that have just really been in the depths of really a deep, dark depression and how she helped them get out of it. And really, like she talks about your juice, getting your juice flowing, right. which is so amazing there. But yeah. it was funny because she was setting it up and she said her son was helping her set up. And Bridget and I were like, son's got to be 80 or, you know, oh, in his yeah, 70s. And he's setting up the computer system better than we could ever do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of her, again, it's it's the wisdom of the ages that people just don't take time to appreciate and learn from anymore. And, and she's such a well of information and such a joy and a light and a presence. So, you know, Mother's Day is coming around the bend. And if you wanted to get a book, 
for Mother's Day. Her book, The Well of Life, would be a lovely idea to give your mom. Also, I would say Bridget and I recently went to a book talk, which is basically a tour of a book that is out right now. And it was written by Laura Dern and her mom, Diane Ladd. It's called Honey Baby Mine. And it's conversations between the two when Diane Ladd was really at a point in her life where they thought she was terminal. Luckily, she is still around and amazing. She's an amazing story. A joy. Yeah. If if they are touring in your area, I'm not sure how much touring they're doing, but you've got to catch them. That was absolutely stories. When they say she's a storyteller, she's a storyteller. It was amazing. She really is. But that's that book would also, because it's talking about mothers and daughters, it would be a lovely gift to give your mother or daughter on Mother's Day. Uh, speaking of gifts for Mother's Day, Bridget and I have our new Mother's Day gift guide that's out now. You can go to hotflashescooltopics.com and you will find it up there. We have some great ideas for all your Mother's Day needs. And you can always go to hotflashescooltopics.com, our website, to check out the show notes on this episode. We've got lots of stuff, not just the gift guide, but you know that's where you'll find it. So with that, Let's get this interview started with Dr. Gladys McGarry. Enjoy, guys. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today is an absolute privilege for Bridget and I to introduce you to Dr. Gladys McGarry, who has written The Well-Lived Life, a 102-year-old doctor's six secrets to health and happiness at any age. Welcome to the show, Dr. McGarry. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, it's, it truly is a privilege. You have been called the mother of holistic medicine, and your story of, of what you have achieved in your lifetime is so amazing. And you talk about six secrets to health and happiness. How did you choose those six secrets? Oh, you know, you just choose something. You've got to choose something. There are lots of secrets, but the ones that just kept popping up were these that are so important. Others trip off for those, but the, but the essence of the secret has to has to um, manifest and, and and be aware. People, we need to become aware of them, and then you can do something about it. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I was just going down the list in the in reading your book, and the number one is you are here for a reason. Can you share with us why you chose that one? And it, it's just so uplifting too for every talk individual about the juice, person. Your life, yeah, energy. the juice, yeah, the juice. I love it. Well, it, I think we all have that. I was just fortunate enough to have parents who had uh, the same, you know, had that kind of juice themselves. And and it, like in all things in life, it moves on and on and on and on. So their kind of dedication to health and healing and getting love into the center of the whole healing process, into the work that they were doing, just it permeated what I did. And so I knew when I was two years old that I was a doctor. I mean, I just let them know that. And they accepted it. And I have a granddaughter who is, uh, well, I have three little granddaughters who are seven and eight, and they're all three doctors. (laughs) (laughs) One is even offering an internship to her grandmother. (laughs) Oh, how 
sweet. <laughs> yeah. And in, in your book, you have the story of how you helped your mother and carrying the um the water was it well, it was the mixture. You mixed up the um the whole mixture of, of to assume yeah. Yes, yes. And you did that. And a lot of people, there's times that they don't feel their juice, or maybe they weren't raised with the love that you were raised. And I loved in there how you talked about movement, um, just to get your juice flowing. Can you share a little bit about movement? Well, you know, if you watch a plant, like, say, a rose bush or a rose climbing up a trellis, they have to keep moving. If it gets stuck any place, they die. Life and love are integral parts of each other. In order to keep alive, to keep moving, love has to be the essence of why what you're doing. And as, as you understand that, and as you love what's going on, the juice in you is looking for it. And, and it's looking for the light. And it's saying, well, where do I want to go? Do I want to go into darkness? Uh, well, I can check it out, but it's, it, ah, that's not interesting. Look what's here. And you see something that gets your attention and you move towards it. And that doesn't change from the time you're little on up until you're 102. It's something that is so integral part to our true human human nature that if we're really wanting to be like E2, ET, you know, go back home, it's that reaching for the true aspect of our inner selves, which we all have. You talk about a higher sense of purpose and decreased mortality. Did you see in your patients over the years that once they kind of found that energy, it would heal any certain ailments that they had as well as just giving them an overall sense of purpose? I have so many uh, friends and patients who I call uh, uh, persons who have lived with living medicine enough that their very essence depended on living with living with this concept that the life and love and movement towards the light was was essential. I had a friend that just died last month. Her service was just yesterday. Um, she was seventy six years old, but she had lived since she was eighteen months old with one quarter of one kidney. Now that doesn't happen. And none of us in the field of medicine could ever understand how she was able to do that. And she wasn't really able to explain it to us, except that she said, well, I do what my body tells me I should do. And from that inner knowing from within herself, she was able to... uh, say yes or no or maybe to some of the medications or the therapies that were offered to her and she chose constantly chose what it was that she in her as the physician within her understood what was going on was able to accept 
I know that um, you have, I've, was reading in your book about what you feel in your body and making those choices. And you've had to go through those choices yourself. You've had two times you've had cancer in your life and how you combine what, I guess, Western medical practices with holistic practices. Can you talk a little bit about how those can combine and how you can make your personal choice about what you want to do? Well, let me tell you a story. (laughs) My oldest son is a retired orthopedic surgeon. And he came through Phoenix when he'd finished all of his training on his way to Del Rio, where he was going to start his practice of orthopedic surgery. And he said to me, Mom, you know, I'm I'm real scared. I'm going into the world and I'm going to have people's lives in my hands. I don't know if I can handle that. And I said, well, Carl, if you think you're the one that does the healing, you have a right to be scared. But it's your job to do the work that you've been trained to do, which is awesome. I mean, orthopedic surgery is really awesome work. And it takes a lot of good understanding and, and work with all sorts of things. You use your training to do that and then support the patient as they do their healing. And you support the patient with love. And it's that kind of a, of integrating each act that you do with understanding that, you know, you have a right to choose one way or another. You talk about in the book um, self-healing and that we are capable of doing a lot of the work internally. Can you discuss the role of imagery in healing? It's vital. Uh, Dr. Elmer and Elise Green started the work with biofeedback way back in the 60s. And, you know, they were really good friends of ours and part of the holistic movement when we began that. But they understood that as a person visualized something, the body understood it. And the body could then work with it. So, you know, it's like if if something is not working right in your life, I mean, you're stuck someplace, and, and it's sort of like having a bad uh, scra- a cut on your arm. You can keep picking at that scab and picking at that scab and feeling the pain and feeling bad about it, and it won't heal. But if you can look at the the cut or whatever it is and acknowledge it for what it is and what it's trying to tell you, and then you visualize it healing process, you you don't have to do anything fancy. You just let that part of your body know that, okay, I got it. Now let's go and do this thing and leave the scab alone. Don't keep picking at that old scab. And it can happen, whether it's emotional, whether it's it's a spiritual thing or a physical thing or anything. When we're stuck someplace that, that's really hard and bad and all, it feels so bad. That, and we can continue to feel bad because that feels like we should be feeling bad. Because, well, you know, whatever it is that we're putting on. 
And when we once get to the idea that we've had enough of that and we can move on to something that makes us feel good, we stop picking the scab. You know, Colleen mentioned earlier, too, about love. And I feel like you really brought out the love in your patients and the the stories that you share in your book. You can just, when you talk to your patients, you're bringing out the love in the moments when they are stuck. And you use so many wonderful examples um, and examples where they will feel a pain in their body. Like you're saying where they are stuck and they can't figure out. Um, There was a woman, I can't remember what her name was in the book, uh, for example, where she was feeling this pain and all the other tests showed that she really wasn't having, there wasn't anything really showing up. But how you talk with people, can you can you talk about how you would talk with people to figure out where they were blocked or where they were stuck? The first thing is I listen to them. I think it's, you know, what what good is my just deciding, okay, well, you need this. Uh, I may be completely wackadoodle on that. I mean, it's just something that, that came into my head and I said it. Or I can spend time listening to what the patient is saying and deriving from that the questions that I can ask, which help her to look at what it is that she's saying. Because as we tell our story and we listen to it, we begin to understand things too. And then the questions can come up and we can work together on it. So it's not something that that I'm telling the patient that she needs to do. It's a, the, the reality is I'm listening to what her inner physician is saying to her. And that physician within her is saying, well, look at this. I mean, what, how, how about this idea? And it may just be something that flits through, or it may be something that just hits you, woof, yes, I get it. Secret five you talk about is everything is your teacher. And a lot of people will say, I don't necessarily want to learn the lessons that the universe is trying to teach me. How do you work with your patients to accept that everything is a lesson in life, that even suffering, and you're very honest about your own journey in life, but that even suffering, is a, there's something, a lesson that can be learned. Well, because people really know that in their hearts, you know, in, if, but it's never been pointed out to them. Uh, if, if suffering is suffering and you're supposed to suffer and, and that's what a good person does, who is trying to be a good person is they're suffering with the suffering. You just hang on to the suffering. Or you say, well, you know, I've done that long enough. And I understand that suffering is there. And, and yeah, it hurts. And, and it has its reason. And it was, and it, well, it sucks. It's just not good. You know, it's, it's a matter of, of choice. And choosing what it is that we, in our innermost being, is trying to ask and trying to bring to the consciousness of the my whole body, mind, and spirit combination. Because all parts of myself has to understand it. 
Um, another thing you talk about is just is just that you're just spending your energy wildly. I love that concept. Um, can you talk about how it's like either it's created or destroyed? And how, how can we, I don't know, your advice for people, what that would mean to spend your energy wildly? Well, you know, it's like I had a patient that uh, said absolutely she was so tired. She just couldn't move. And uh, the doctor that she had just gone to uh, had told her that she really didn't, she really needed to rest. And so she's been resting and the resting just gets boring, but she's, you know, resting and she's resting and she doesn't have anything to live for. Both of us, as she listened to what she was telling me and I was listening to what she was telling me, I said to her, well, you know, you have to keep doing something if you're going to keep living and resting if you need to rest is doing something. It's not not doing something. And uh, if you have to rest, if you are supposed to have uh, eight hours of sleep at night and you go to bed and you sleep at night, you're resting, you're doing something, but you're not not doing something. And the problem is that we have kind of uh, sort of uh, connected the, the fact that resting is doing nothing. And if we can get the understanding that no, there's a reason for resting and then use it for that reason and rest when you need to. However you need to do it. If it's just listening to music or listening to uh, audio books or whatever that, that you, in within your own being, lets you rest, lets you really uh, let things go for the time being and then pick it up where you left off. I think your book is so important at this stage in our lifetime because it just seems like the hits just keep coming and coming. And you talk so much about your life force and the energy that doesn't end. It just changes so I think our readers will really appreciate and learn so much from this book. And, and we thank you for coming on. It was an absolute honor to speak with you. Well, it's lovely. And I love your title. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you, you know so what? much. Yeah, but people are scared of that. Yes. yes. They're scared of the menopause. They're scared of hot flashes and so on. Well, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. We just live through it. And we all have the thing, mis, a misconception that you just have to get over it. You don't get over stuff. You live through it. And when you can do that, you understand it and your body understands it. And life is a, well, life is a wow. <laughs> it really is. It is. Yes. Just the movement. I, I loved in your book, just the moving I, the part where you're somebody was really stuck and you're like just shake shake your body like just to even do that bit. that's something to do yeah. Yeah. while you're moving through life so thank you so much I got so much out of your book and with all the stories that you share in the book they're such great examples for when you are having a moment where you're feeling stuck or you're feeling lost the examples that you used in your book 
were wonderful and so helpful. And just that the love that you showed your patients and listened to them. We wish there were more doctors now (laughs) that would do that. It's worked for me. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it and enjoy. Are you 102 or 103 at this? Well, I'm 102 and three quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and celebrate that last quarter before you turn 103 and and happy early birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Uh Bye-bye. Bye. How lovely was that conversation with Dr. McGarry? What a wealth of information. I know I said that before, but I just, I think we don't appreciate experience and and yeah honor it and like we should yes we should honor that um you know we should not push that aside it's it's amazing what people who have experienced so much life and you know just how you were are learning and you want to become proficient at something you do it several times the first time you do it it's going to be a little harder it might take you eight hours to do an intro for a podcast (laughs) oh gee (laughs) look at that Then later, after three and a half years, you know how to hit the record button. You know how to edit. I and would hope isn't after it amazing? three and a half years. After three and a half years, it, it, you could do it in your sleep. But, you know, it just takes wisdom and practice. And look what we can learn from people who have had the years of practice that they're doing. And she has seen life, you know, cyclically and all these patterns come and go. And the way she talks about love being that force that brings energy in your life, it really is true because at the end of the day, that's what really right. is the focus and what really matters. So guys, you will be able to find any of the links for this episode in our show notes on hotflasheskooltopics.com. Make sure you're following us on all forms of social media. We're Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We've got a great Facebook group you want to sign up for. We're also Pinterest and YouTube. If you want to see this amazing 102, almost 103 woman speaking during our interview, check us out on YouTube, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. We hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.